the whole thing. Winter, spring, summer, fall, seasons changed. We still keep it together. Hey, Beverly Hills 90210 fans. Are you ready to dive deep? Episode by episode. Storyline by storyline. Character by character. As we break down the making of your favorite zip code. With your host. Charles Rose. Did I say that? Yeah. Terry oh, Mullen. This thing about the, the, the real person. And we go, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush, TV crushworthy. Like so many special guests. And all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh, yeah. Well, here we are back on the Beverly Hills 90210 show, and it's me and Chuck this week. We are the lone survivors. <laughs> it's just down to the two of us. So really, really let's just make it. Pete is the lone survivor, and I'm humoring him. <laughs> no. You know, I survived. I survived. I really did. I survived these five years, and now it's yeah. uh, all these years later, and I still miraculously find myself breathing. Yes. So, um, I might as well keep doing that, and uh, as long as there's uh, an interest that Pete has to, and the rest of you to, to look at some of these deep dives, especially we were just talking about the weirdness of season one, and uh, yeah, it, you know, and 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 how long ago it, it truly was. Let's say happy birthday to our buddy Larry Mullen. It's Larry Mullen's birthday. He's our other survivor. He he's with us, but he's he's off getting ready for a big trip. I know his birthday's today. Seventy six. I mean, listen, you know Larry Mullen a long time now. I Larry and I met in uh, yes in nineteen ninety three in the spring of nineteen ninety three. So that means uh, a long time ago, and. Uh, and <laughs> I wanted to say the one story. I was thinking, you know, we'd probably be talking a little bit about Larry. So Larry and I only pitched one project together. We took it out on the network. And it was Larry's idea. And it was this kind of really funny idea about this hard-boiled, like, rabid, anti-communist, L.A. detective kind of thing. And it was... And it was really, it, it, it was really very, very special. And I still, you know, had lots of relationships then. And so we took it to a powerful guy named John Landgraf, who uh, is the head of FX and all of that world. Yeah. And John I knew when he was an assistant's assistant. And John, we got finished with the pitch. And he looked at us and he asked us one question. He said, is this a drama or a comedy? <laughs> oh, you know, so... That was the only time Larry and I did that. We did other little things. I had, whenever I had a, a show, uh, no matter what the auspices, whether we did one for ABC, we did one for uh, uh, Net, you know, Canada in Showtime, and then we did one for uh, uh, the, um, the Kids Network, the uh, Net, you know, the Net, uh, the other one, not MTV, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't Nickelodeon. It was third tier Nickelodeon movie did South of Nowhere. But uh, but we always did stuff and and just you know became warmer. We had the interest in baseball. We're both uh, not drinkers but herbalists, and both interested in politics and this. And then Larry's gone on to do. I mean, the thing is, all by his books. His books are terrific. I love his book, and I have to get into Shambhala now. Um, now that it's out again. 
but um, his plays were just remarkable. Let's let's uh, shout him out, LarryMullen.com. You can get the books and all that stuff. Yeah, so, and and you know, and, and and buy the rights to the play and put it on. It, they're great books. They really truly are. Yeah, I mean, did you hear about the whole thing that happened with his book where it was misprinted and they had to go... I stopped reading it and, and gave a little break. Yeah, it's just the the, the difficulties of, of uh, you know, communicating. But I guess they made restitution with them. So sure. the point is the book's available now. So you know, I'm, I'm curious, fact, though. I'm not... In fact, you know, I was going to start with this. We should do a little, you know, let's go, Pete. You and I together can do this because, you know, the, what's the title of the book? The road to, it was Shambhala, right? Yeah. Love it. Amazing, amazing. And this is Let me let me ask you this though. In terms of Larry's little debacle that happened, a lot of people don't realize that back in the day, you had a person who was the, like, you wrote the episode, but you had somebody that was like an assistant. Just how, how far we've well, come. Right when, that was, yeah, right when that was starting, you know, people were, were, were moving from typewriting to, to, to different kinds of software. So the first time anybody ever asked me, what's the name of my software? What software do I use? I said, my software is Sherry. <laughs> and sharing was great and you know and i did a lot of uh you know rewriting i wouldn't retype i would do you know point one two three and often the 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 values that i had brought into scripts like this one there was a lot of rewriting on there's a lot of shared writing on this one for all sorts of reasons but one of them is just how do you actually structure a, the dialogue of a of a of a scene, you know, one to 10. And sometimes you can see that maybe five should be eight. Sure. And like, you know, when you see it all there, you realize there's just a, a way. And my goal was always to draw less attention to the words, mm -hmm. but more what the dynamic going on in the scene is what I cared about. So yeah. oftentimes when Luke would call me about the words, I'd want, as long as the same thing was being communicated, the words, didn't mean quite as much to me because it was the feeling of what's being communicated is what the audience needed to know more than the cleverness of a line here and there. But I mean, I'm sure at sometimes you wrote a line specifically because it tied back into something else, or there was a reason why he had to deliver the line exactly as is. Well, also, I, I even felt more, a little more in the comedy ones. I mean, we've talked a little about what right. every once in a while I would set up these, Beauties, for, for, sorry, Doug, but I set up these beauties for Doug Emerson, and they didn't—they they didn't go out of the park. They ended up being like a, a double, maybe, you know, yeah. a long single off the wall. It, it, it didn't didn't quite uh, get the same full impact you want when you see it. So the words don't matter. It, it is more the feeling, really. Sure, uh, I love going back to the first season because it feels like when. We watch a lot of seasons with you and Larry. We watch seasons in three, season three, and there seems to be a flow. Things seem to be happening. There's an order. There's a we kind of know Donna. We know the characters. There's a process happening. You have new additional writers. You have a staff. But in this first season, you're figuring all of that out. You know what I mean? There, there, there isn't all those people. There are. There's Jordan Booty, who we talked about, who has a story editing credit here. There's Star Froman. There's Amy Spees. There's some pieces. Well, Amy was there right from the start because Amy went to Beverly Hills High School. 
So Amy, Amy knew with which what we were talking about. And the question was, you know, Barry Diller went to Beverly Hills High School and this was going to, you know, well, it would be Beverly Hills. So what would that be like? And yet the Beverly High School that we went to was no nothing like the one that we were being portrayed. Um, mm. You know, first of all, it was interesting to see the BYOB because my crowd in high school, nobody drank. And they didn't drink like, and if they did, they didn't drink like that. Right. You know, it was, it was, a, it was a time of smoking, it was a time of herbs, and that's what most people did. And they didn't, you know, it, it wasn't, it just wasn't, it wasn't, Beverly Hills was not where you went for the kegger. Right. The kegger was not in the culture in 68, 69, 70. So, what? 71, the era that I, even into 72 to, to the farthest south. So, so it was, you know, so even seeing that didn't feel like there's a party, let's let's go there. Not that there wasn't always alcohol, there always was alcohol, but it was cheap wine. Right. It was, mm-hmm. you know, uh, cheap California wine uh, was what, you know, was this. And yeah. case of God, awful, that's why everybody was an herbalist. What was it after sort of like those movies in the late 70s, early 80s, where we would see drinking at frat houses and all that kind of stuff, Animal House and all that? Is that sort of where we started seeing that on te- on in film and on t- in television? Is that where that... Well, if you think about it, well, remember, Animal House is retro. Yeah. When Animal House comes out in the coolest part of the 70s. Yeah. Drugging is part of the 70s, certainly the late 70s, 77, 78, the period of when... when in most pop cultures, moving into disco, mm-hmm. but yeah. but uh, uh, you know that, that those beer bashes. Now in Wisconsin, yes, it there was it was about the beer. Other places, it was about the beer. But we're talking Beverly Hills, you know, California. And and believe me, when I did my freshman year in Wisconsin, it was a completely different set of mores. Mm. You know, because the smart, cute political girls at Madison who were in the dorms were all virgins. Mm. Acute politically active juniors and seniors at Beverly Hills High School were not. Mm. So just in that, in a way of looking at the world would be different. Got it. Mm -hmm. All right, so coming back to this first season, um, you're figuring it all out with Darren and you're figuring it all out with uh, Mr. Spelling, I would imagine. And well, also, there was David Sten was there, and he had influence. That's a name we don't haven't heard too much in this. David pot- Sten wrote the green room. David Sten wrote the first. So he was a writer there. that was Producer. brought. He also he also um, wrote uh, uh, and took a. Uh, I believe he took a pseudonym on uh, on East Side Story. I believe that's two writers there. Maybe it's just my, maybe he took no credit on it. I can't mm-hmm. remember the, the official um, credit on that one. Yeah, David uh, uh, w- was hired by the Spelling Company uh, and was someone who had done work for Fox and uh, was and, and has built a, um, he wrote ahead, just finished a book about Clara Bow. Today, that, I mean, currently. In, in, David Stenn, he wrote yeah. a book about at the time, back oh, then, oh, I see, I see, I, see ago, I got you. Yeah, coming mm-hmm. out of Yale, and his editor was Jackie Kennedy Onassis. So he had a lot of cultural yeah. swag. He's who brought in Jane Trapnell, the the uh, the uh, costume supervisor for the first twelve. 
Interesting. But when, but when David left the show, she left with him. Okay, so it's Darren, David, and Charles Rosen. That's the three that are are going into making and this. And Aaron Spelling. Of course, of and, course. And Amy Spees and Jordan Booty. That's, that's the it. that's the that's the group and that's and the team, yeah. And they don't you, have and two weeks into it, two <laughs> weeks into it, when the spelling company is leaving their studio in West Hollywood, which was the Warner studio where Mr. Spelling's office was, uh, and, and uh, after he had he had left 20th, where his office was as well, did a lot of shows up there, and he was leaving it, going into the office building on Wilshire Boulevard, which you see is the establishing shot of Melrose Place, where uh, Heather worked. Mm-hmm. That's where our offices were. That's where Spelling moved into. I feel like you used it in maybe. I feel like you used it in maybe the pit and the pendulum too. Perhaps maybe no, maybe not. What? The pit and the pendulum. Did you use that office? I I I thought I remembered that. Maybe I'm misremembering. It's a fifty-eight hundred. It's right there on Wilshire Boulevard. It was just completed. Mm -hmm. Spelling Entertainment goes in there, and uh, and I had just been introduced to the Warner Hollywood by the facilities guy because we we were there, we were setting up, we were having a little office area, but of course they were leaving. So the fact that they're leaving, I call the guy up and say, where are our offices in the new building? Silence. Mm. He comes back, he says, I'll call you back. And an hour later... <laughs> you you knew right the there. You knew right there. Were going on that I was not privy to, but I did lean over <clears throat> to our... UPM at the time, a nice man named John Liberty, and uh, and bummed a cigarette that I hadn't smoked in like four years, because I realized, oh my God, how am I going to run the show without an office? We don't have any offices here. They had no offices. So where they ended up <laughs> throwing us was in the back of um, a office complex in uh, Hollywood and and Santa Monica. In a time when it was really kind of, <clears throat> you know, walk on the wild side, we were talking in the 90s, it was not a real safe part of town, didn't mm. feel it at all, there was a lot of cruising going on as well, and we were on McFadden there in the back of a whole post-production complex where they had just had an incredible season of um, Twin Peaks. So it's, here, it's, you guys are sharing an office with Twin Peaks. It's the post-production department of Twin Peaks, because our other producers, it was spelling, but it was also propaganda. And propaganda did all the post-production for Twin Peaks, because it was the same coolness. In yeah, that, that makes sense, in a, way, in a weird way. Yeah. And, and Lick Glotta, and, you know, just top directing at that, at that point. That's what they were doing, you know, music videos for Madonna. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they also somehow got their hooks into through CAA in a 90210. So we're going to put them in the very back of this post-production thing. And, you know, you go walking in there with a bunch of young writers, and you're a young writer yourself who's never done it before. That just physical setting is not really a great place to get command a lot of respect and order and and you know, purpose and dialogue. So they basically, everybody had to go home at, at, you know, at different points. And then, of course, the network didn't make it any easier by not accepting what we kept pitching them. 
So, uh, oh, okay, tell me about that. So, the, so you, we always talk about the first twelve. Did you know? Were you guys going individually to say, "I want to do this BYOB"? Someone's going to do Slumber Party. Did you know what the twelve were? How did you guys conceptualize? Well, the first it was the first six. Got oh, even better, even better yet, the, first, the six. first six. And yeah. uh, the thing about that is, is that uh, the, the most important part about all of those was, is that the network uh, executive on the other end of the phone and the person who was with them on that um, uh, opposed every single thing we, we proposed. There wasn't one thing that we proposed that they liked. Um, it was quite, uh, <laughs> it was quite a moment for me to hear the executive explain to me how to do serialized television because uh and using saying elsewhere as the example <laughs> since i wrote two of the first episodes <laughs> of saying elsewhere and was in the room when we actually had to break down a complicated a series much more complicated than the class of beverly hills at that point wasn't even called 90210 yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it was uh, it, it was just, a, it, you know, not something that, that any of us were really geared up for. It was just, can we just get through this? And you're watching other shows not being able to run the gauntlet at Fox. Right. Fox didn't like anything. Cox didn't want to do anything. It was the Barry Diller personality that he, he, he never really owns up for how how. Yes, he's had so many wonderful successes and so many things that just breath spectacularly breathtaking all the money he's made. But he also caused so many more stress and problems that needed to be there because of the way that he approaches everything he did, including this company. Because a part of it was a real swagger. It was, you know, we're, we're Fox with attitude. And, you know, you had a pirate like Rupert Murdoch and you had the indie guy, Barry Diller wanting to scramble everything up and make sure the New Yorker liked it. And, <laughs> and you know, and, and we're doing a high school show for spelling. You know, what's, what's it supposed to be? But, you know, I, as I've said times to you and others, you know, Aaron had a clear vision of what he wanted me to do as someone who was a successful movie um, of the week writer and, and writing a certain kind of television, a certain kind of way. And um, and it was... It, it was you know, hard, but at the same time, we, every time I was having that conversation with that Fox executive on July 3rd, he would say, okay, let's go on to the next one. And I took that as a thing that he, um, he, he never went back to it. He never commented about it. So I took it as we could start writing. It. Had yeah. we not written the first six and we not had pay, actual paper that they had to respond to, there would have been no green room. There would have been no every dream has its price tag. There would have been no the first time. There would have been no one on one. There would have been no um, a higher education, and there would have been no um, uh, with Jackie, and th- there would be no fashion. Per- perfect. So they were all just none of them could have been done in time. And so the other shows that were dramas at the time, you've never heard of because they couldn't do a full series, even if they went back and filmed it. To fulfill a contractual obligation, they never aired. Yeah, it was a disaster. It was a total, total, uh, you know. And and you know the fact that we were able to swim through that gauntlet, that the Simpsons was able to 
flip through that gauntlet, but ultimately in living color was able to screw it. Joined with Married with Children. I was going to say Married with that. Children. And yeah. that was the Fox Broadcasting Company. Yeah. And Parker Lewis can't lose, but that was canceled quickly, wasn't it? It was two seasons. You know, I like the, uh, uh, you know, it had, I know the people who did that. It was a, that was very Peter Chernin. He, he ordered it. He wanted his show. His, a lot of what was on the network was that. And I don't, I don't think the, <clears throat> 90210 or spelling fit in with a lot of the imagery of the of the the fox broadcasting company as barry diller said at about i think it was either after one-on-one i think probably was after one-on-one but it could have easily been after uh the first time because they they were back to back and unlike the green room and um every dream has its price tag where the network was and spelling were kind of I don't know about this I don't know about this. The next two creatively were liked, liked enough, particularly the first time. Mm-hmm. The and first so yeah. so that's when Barry Diller said I don't know if this show belongs on your air, our well, air. Excuse me, our air. You know, Fox. and even though yeah, because he realized it was an okay show, but is it the kind of show we should be doing? Probably well, because I mean, Married with Children is so is so provocative, and nine hundred two one zero was kind of safe at that point, right? I mean, well, it looks back in the lens; it's safe now. No, yeah. because you're dealing with teenage sexuality, sure. you're dealing with girls, and you're dealing with me writing it. Yeah, that's so true. It was not, it was not safe. Yeah. Not oh, I see that. what you're saying. Not, it, yeah. was not, it was not. It was not milk toast. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that in that way. I know what you it, mean. You couldn't, you couldn't survive if it was too safe. It would have been. Uh, oh, it never it, would have it made it. But belonged on primetime. We wouldn't have been able to launch what we want. But you were able to do more things as that first twelve. Like where we get to with BYOB is where we're going here. This is yeah. more. This is going a lot further than where we were, and maybe the like. Uh, you know, the every dream has its price tag, which is also shoplifting and and what. It, and and whatnot. Uh, well, you know, I thought that, but I think it was erroneously. And and in in in, in uh, cheers to Amy Spees, I actually heard the words "white privilege" right in the middle and the heart of a script, and that was nineteen ninety in that's right. September, August being written. I mean, that's so. You know, uh, so I think there was a lot about that and the psychology of why do rich girls steal? I mean, I think it oh, was, it's great. Yeah, you know, so that one really I think was mis was mischaracterized a lot. I think that the um, I think that we had the trouble when we went to the story about you know even you know, thinking getting diverted with the with the idea of Cindy's affair, the seventeen year itch and stuff. <clears throat> And that was basically, as I as I mentioned, you know, the network wanted us to do adult shows. Yeah, but that was, uh, I mean, Nick, so, that one. Yeah, something did. is wrong with that episode. You know, I just feel like the it, that I think Carol's wonderful. You know, I think the actors are fine, but it just, you know, you want to see the what's going on with Brandon. You don't, you don't want to, you don't care. Well, what's, no, <laughs> you don't want to see Brandon and Brenda's mother fuck somebody else. No. No, you and also the actor. You don't want to think about it. it the it, actor not was in this, not in this family. Okay, no, exactly. Sir, we weren't. We 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 needed that not to be because that would have been a Beverly Hills move. Totally, Kelly's family. It's fine. Brandon's family. They just moved here. This does not seem like something that would have happened. You know, it's funny. I've seen some stuff 
Um, at some point, they were talking about uh, in one of the chats or something, which you know I don't look at too much, but there was one there that caught my eye because it was about Andrea's relationship to her parents and how little we use that. Even when they showed up at the wedding, they just That's right. really were not characters. We just did not have room. We had room for grandma, and after dinner, we just you know the, again, how much time do you have to develop something, and where do you want to put your focus? And when you talk about where you put your focus. The other thing you're putting is where are you putting your your money? Right. So the idea being that you want to get another character, another recurring character. Uh, well, the grandmother was fine. We didn't need, and you brought her back. I think in season four or five, right? So she she does yes, she, she comes different. she comes back. So it's not like we had two I, different. We had two different grandmothers. Grandmothers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My first one was Lainey Kazan. Lainey. She's so great, though. I mean, but you. But you couldn't get Lainey to come back in season <laughs> season five. It, it was hard. It was a mis, it was a mis, uh, it, it, Yes, it was not the right person to cast because of that. But Lainey actually, I, I think I mentioned this, and, uh, and I had the props on that. Lainey's pediatrician was my father, and she loved my dad, so we were. We, oh. we have that going on too behind the scenes. So that's oh, that's very cool. Yeah. All right, so we get to this. We get to uh, BYOB. And this is you and Jordan, and Amy has a credit in here too. So Amy's and Amy Spees, or is it all Charles? Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Amy. Amy was on the next one, one boy and a baby. Right. Or three boys and a baby. Whatever it was. Whatever that, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah one that, boy. No, one that man was, and a baby. That was Darren and Amy working together, and this was Jordan and I working together. Now IMDb has it listed as oh, it doesn't matter. You're just I telling. I don't. IMDb. Um, <laughs> when I did a show, uh, South of Nowhere, it was a show that had been on for two years. Show was about is very interesting. Two lesbian uh, high school girls who discover they're lesbians, and very it was cool. by a guy named Tommy Lynch. And we get to the third season, but by the end of the second season, they have put themselves into a cul-de-sac that's over a cliff. Creatively, there is no effing place for them to go. How bad was it that they had to draw the old showrunner out who hadn't worked in two years to try to figure out how to narratively restructure? I hired Karen's cousin, Erica Mittman, who's gone on to have a wonderful career but couldn't quite get going. She was my assistant on Dawson's Creek. Mm -hmm. If you ever want to talk to Dawson, you can always talk with her. Yeah, and uh, and and she is uh, is also is gay and now a gay mother in this, but in, in, in an interesting, wonderful relationship, wonderful person. She came in, so I got somebody who was as good enough to be a supervising producer and a top flight writer who won a Humanitas Awards mm. for, talk, for dealing with having to tell your grandparent you're gay. Um, uh, and uh, has gone on to be a producer of Dexter among probably that's her most commercial credit. Mm. But but um, so we turn this this show around. She does a lot of it. I do a lot of it. Larry writes some. Karen writes some. And oh yeah, and once in a while, you know, because it's this company, you know, a uh, guy comes in to do it. My partner on this one, and uh, and the series ends. We do it. We think we're maybe going to get another order, and we don't. A strike happens. Not going to be. I go to IMDb, and he has put himself down as the writer of every episode in season three. So what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Do I care enough 
No. If somebody goes back and finds the right credit, no. I cared enough when it was a real live thing and it mattered. Sure. And people watched it. And um, and it was a, it was an interesting uh, show and, and uh, very low budget and uh, and holds up if you ever can find it. But the, but the fact is, is that, uh, you know, I don't believe in IMDb. So whatever they say about IMDb, it's not the credits. <laughs> it's funny, the... <laughs> Jenny and and the the other show, which we love all of them, but they constantly use IMDb as the source for who wrote it. And every week, Darren <laughs> Darren Stark gets credited as the writer of this episode. And somebody has to, you know, Sherry Weiss, who we love here, will always point out that no, Darren Star wasn't even with the show at that time to be the <laughs> to be the writer of that. Uh, yeah. It's funny. Um, all right. Well, so let's talk about this episode. There's a lot of stuff that's happening here. Um, by the way, this is like, I mean, for just between us, like talking about the Simpsons and some of that stuff is what Aaron and I want to do with the new 90 news. You know what I mean? Like some of those old shows that were on Fox that were coming up. So that's, that's just for us. I don't know if I'll leave that in, but that's kind of like where oh, we well, listen, There are a lot of people around, interesting people. I mean, certainly ev- everyone has a great story in the beginning of Fox because Diller didn't like any of the shows. Right. Didn't like Married with Children. I have someone for you to talk to about that. Mm-hmm. I used to have someone in, in Living Color. Maybe still could for you. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and the other one was The Simpsons. James Brooks left Fox over and moved to Sony because he had them that they had to put it on. That's how much Diller hated The Simpsons. The Could idea you... that he'd be doing a cartoon. he just It just wasn't his sensibility. They didn't really like any of the shows. I mean, um, The Simpsons... So, so that acknowledging that ours was okay was almost a throwback to his... You know, Barry Diller was the created... is credited, and in some ways deserve it, of, of the, the creating the television movie, he and Aaron mm. Spelling. Mm. All right, let's get to this episode. So we have, um, well, I was going to ask you about Jordan Booty because he does write the secondary story, the B plot in this, where Jim and Cindy go to the retreat. I don't know, we called it a retreat in the episode, but it's a business conference, essentially. So we said that a business person might not look at it as a retreat. They wouldn't look at it as a vacation. Vacation. would look at it as a corporate retreat, but a corporate retreat and and you know in, in, in at least in the 1990 tv perception of we're going on one in minneapolis or st paul we're going up to this place or that you know in the, in the state versus a um a national place where you go for a retreat when karen and i went to the wedding recently in arizona yeah it was a property in phoenix called the phoenician and there, you know, there was the trial lawyers were there, and the, the you know, some brokers were there. And this, it's where you go to play golf and and be able to write it off as education, and you know, so definitely had it. And you know, there was, they talked about it being five plus. You know, we we make the oh, they they had robes, terry cloth robes. Well, those were you know, those were the, the four seasons in the Ritz Carlton. You didn't get those in the Hilton. Maybe no. now you do, but you yeah. didn't then, you know. So, so um, but the 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 the, the B plot is great. I mean, they're they I guess they're sw- are they swingers? Are 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 the are are the are those? They're swingers, and they're looking for a good time at the retreat, 
and they meet up with uh, Jim and Cindy in, in the hot tub. Little Lucy, Lucy, ducky, ducky with you, Jimbo. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You I mean, know, it was just it was Jordan made us all laugh. It was one of the really terrific. You know, as a playwright, he knew he knew the world to talk about it. You know, very boozed up, and and completely. Um, and it was zany. Let's face it; they just ran into the, the, the privacy of of the Walsh bedroom or, or hotel room meant nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and the casting was great on the on the two. Oh, on well, the two. Rich Paul and both of them were just. We we benefited with that, and and I, I think the next one that we you and I should do probably is Palm Springs Weekend. Yes, and and we benefited by that kind of just casting some real veteran. Actors, because at that point you're casting people in their late 60s or 70s. They they you know they're they're available to work and they're happy to work and they've got they've got some skill sets and good talent and we, we benefited by that in this episode and we certainly benefited by it in, uh, in what I just mentioned. Yeah, um, and then of course the main plot, which we're going to talk about and go a little bit deeper with, is the is the whole. Brandon, we do actually see Brandon dance here, which is interesting. We we have um, the alcohol at the party, which we found out was Don, uh, at Donna's house, which we didn't think made any yeah, sense. See, it, it, no, it felt like a, it, and also just because to reduce our overhead, the place felt kind of like a condo. A yeah. little bit. It was up in the hill. It was a it was a place that was available. Clearly, was close to where our studio was, or mm-hmm. close enough in the in, in the foothills there. Um, we saw. Kelly and Steve trail up to bed, kind of what alcohol <clears throat> fueled, uh, you know, playing around. And the same thing again, but this time she didn't want to do it again, use alcohol, but be susceptible to that. But yeah, you, you know, look, in the same time, you get someone, you know, a drink or two in them. It's 1990 or it's 2022. It doesn't matter. It's the same you know, mm-hmm. basic principle. Um. And you are you were critical when we did the watch along of this episode a little bit because um, because it wasn't serialized and we were going because you know now what's going to happen is we'll talk about the accident part but you know some of the, the characteristics that we would never see out of Stephen Steve maybe Stephen Kelly or whatever you were, you were looking back on it saying I don't know about that I don't know about that well the real you know what what made me think about it today a little bit was that. You look at these first 12, and where are the seminal episodes? In other words, and what I mean by that are where are the episodes where there is real, real character definition, where you are no longer Brenda Walsh going to be susceptible to doing some shoplifting. Right. But be where you change your person. So if you think about it, you, you, you definitely, of the first six that we've gone through, the only one that really follows that test is um is the uh is the first time with yes. Brandon is it and to to some extent but it's 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 bigger than life it's what David Sen wrote the green room it's the introduction of of uh, Dylan McKay definitely which is right and but that just was a hint of what could be you don't get to number nine isn't it romantic where that comes and that was on the heels of Brenda saying to Andrea and the rest of the people watching, take me seriously. I'm here. I'm here for a reason. Right. You have those two. This one doesn't, you know, what's interesting about it in some ways is we, you know, we talked about the anger and the 
the idea of here's Grant. He, he's been jettisoned out of what he knew, and he doesn't know the boundaries. He doesn't know what's played, how, what things are, what it's so to say, not that comfortable. And you see that he and Steve have not had that, that, that boundary then. And that's why when, I, when I've always said, you know, what's my favorite episode, it is um, Slumber Party. Because Slumber Party, Steve and Brandon were wound to tomb at that point. They now were yes. and, and and Brenda and Kelly and Andrea and Donna was there too. But so they were all for that the women wanted that they were going to be something. And it really pushed the series forward. That's number 12. And I think you also, you know, so out of that, we're talking about you know, really four episodes. And you can't include this one. You would you want to. What what I think is the is the best part of the entire episode is the um, is the moment where Jim Walsh says, "Yes, I can be a harsh motherfucker, but you're my son, and I'm really glad you're alive, and I'm here." And it was it wasn't harsh, you know. Dean, it, I mean, um, Duke Vincent. In I remember him uh, criticizing some of the dialogue once he actually heard it in the party fish between Jim and Brandon with the car yeah. and the, 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 the tennis player Rattinger was his name. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and, and uh, the, the, uh, and the, the harshness of this, but this was the loving one. I'm going to be there for you. And so that was the closure. That was the, you, you know, you, you don't have to prove yourself to me, son. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and, the, and the family bond formed deeper there in this episode. Yeah, but but you know the the you know, and I remember you know when I was reading it on the page with Darren and saying, "Do we have a problem?" When we called the network, "Do we have a problem?" They didn't feel we had a problem. With, and that's Darren so much. I do not remember how he responded to it. He just went, "Well, we'll just." He responded to it the way he had to respond to it, which is. My episode's prepping. What are you talking about? You what do you know, mean? Do we? When you say, "Do we have a problem?" Do you mean that, in fact, because of the? Why should he have been? He was driving the car in the next episode. With the girl with the baby. Right. What was he yeah. doing driving the car so quickly? Yeah, and it that is. Was, a, it, is a, it is. It is. It is a problem. It is a problem. And it was just one of the reasons when you, you know, when I, when I, you know rail and say well we are the rodney dangerfield of television and we were taken seriously and that but some of the reasons we weren't taken seriously were, were oh we repeated an entire year of school and right. oh so that that small little thing we um you know we we had things like this we had real miscues where we where we just as as the women who who was who called us to task on it by sending us a western union you know, take us seriously. We're watching a television show. You want us to care? You, you know, and, it is and, interesting. And I knew that. I mean, I I pointed it out to them, and nobody cared. And no, and we did give it to the network. And the network at this point, though, however, this was the period of time. Hello, hello, Gulf War. This is mm-hmm. when it all shut down, and all of a sudden, we became a different television show. Mm-hmm. This this episode, I do not believe, was one of those that aired then. But the ones that did oh, through, through the war were right after it, were the um, uh, One Boy to Baby and Slumber Party and East Side Story and Palm Springs Weekend is what took us out of it. 
this was a requirement in my school, and I don't know about others, but in health class, we had to watch this episode of 90210. It's how I found Beverly Hills 90210, and then I watched the next week, and Brandon was driving, and I and there was that part of me that was like, what what is what what's happened? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, but um, it's interesting too because I'm sure at the in that time period you didn't think, well, first of all, okay. By the next, by the end of the season, they'll get over it. You know what I mean? There's going to be so many well, other things. The that was just don't get canceled. And 31 years later, people are still talking about the fact that the next yeah. week, <laughs> Brandon drove. You can never imagine that. To, to well, that's right. We just, you know, you just really didn't think that this was going to be the the lasting one. Right. That this was going to be the that this would be my. This was one like. You get your feet wet and you move on to other more serious shows. Do you but, think you know, the-, the idea that, you know, what, what ended up happening is that, you know, what went into um, a, a creative change in, in, in episodic television was that character-driven shows were less and less. Mm-hmm. So the kind of shows that I would have loved to be, whether it be American Dreams or Friday Night Lights, they were just fewer of those kind of shows being offered and more procedurals and more reality shows in in the scope sure. of what a network was. And my bread and butter went away, which was the television movie. Yeah. The television movie kind of serious. The, 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 if you go back and you look at the network television movies that were nominated for Emmys in from, let's say, 82 to 90, 88, those eras... They're really the top writers and top, you know, projects, a lot more money into it. A, a, a TV movie about Attica mm. was, I mean, w- w- would win, you know, m- major prizes. Um, we just had the movie, uh, um, you know, a Coda win Best Academy Award. Mm-hmm. Right. One of the best movies I'd ever seen was um, Love is Never Silent. And that was a television movie for NBC. Mm. That I was actually given the script to rewrite, and I because the network had notes, and I got back to the producer and said, "Don't change a word." That was my response to it, and she always they both those women just passed away these last few years, but one of them particularly stayed a friend and and always would thank me because it gave her the strength to fight for her script. Yeah, it ended up winning not only the best. Movie in television in the United States, but in the international, which mm. believe me, the United States never wins. It's always England or Italy. Sure, it's not, you know, and now Israel. Mm. So now, do you think the episode, this episode, is the accident is kind of shocking, right? I mean, it's not horrific by any means, but the fact that Brandon goes out, it seems like a normal party. There, you know, I mean, that this is a thing that was going on probably at schools and kids were familiar with, they would have a little party. And then when you see, it's almost like when you hear the, in the, in the episode where the woman says that she has HIV, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a shocking thing. You don't know that the, I mean, no, we no- didn't, I, I don't feel that they're analogous. We didn't, we didn't build them, but we didn't, we didn't earn the moment, Pete. We didn't For sure. It. I agree. We yeah. didn't earn it from a production standpoint. Yeah. We didn't mm-hmm. earn it from a sound standpoint. Yeah. It was, it was, you know, just get it done sloppy and less money. It was one that we, at, at that point, were just you know trying to, to, to you know to really hold on because um, you know what else are we you know oh a, a, a guy's problem it wasn't it was you know and that's why they came back to me 
uh, just about this time and said, you know, Chuck, you're having all these social dramas. Let's do something fun. Like Brandon goes to Hollywood. Hello, Lydia Lee. Fame is where you find it. Yeah. That's what that came out of because, you know, you, you just go, I mean, where we, where we put Brandon in that moment was a real spot of darkness. Yes. And, and, uh, and, you know, you, you would see it periodically as we talked about with this gambling later and this kind of stuff. But, um, it was that you know if we would never have embarked on something like this i mean again it was part of the the first 12 just learning it but but sure. after that this wouldn't have been appropriate in the sec even in the second season we no. wouldn't have been so cavalier yeah, yeah. a couple of things more brandon and andrea here have a little moment where he kisses her when he gets drunk i know uh there's a whole group of Brandon Andrea fans. I mean, that w wish that they were together somehow. We we talked about that. But what do you think of this moment with Brandon and Andrea at the party? Well, Andrea, what I took away watching it yesterday with you is I enjoyed being kissed. <laughs> she may have said, "You're drunk," and I don't like that. But also, what she was saying was, uh, "Oh, I, you know, that was oh, you know, yeah. and here I am, and ah." But then it was he was just a little too much. I mean, the 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 loss of judgment wasn't getting so drunk; it was getting into the car and drive. That that's the problem, right? And yeah. that's a, that was a really stupid thing to do. So it was really beneath him. Yes, yeah. I would never. We, you could, would... Have it, we could have made it more complicated. That that what he had to do with Steve, or it would be very simple. You know, we didn't have the moment where maybe someone, Brandon, you're driving two blocks. Yeah, you know, it's just around the thing. It's just right here. Yeah, sure. You know, or don't do me any favors. We'll do it all. Okay, come on. All right, I can do it. Don't worry. You know, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't earn the moment. Yeah, and and your mind at this point was okay. We got this one done. We're doing the next one, and we're off to the next one. Even after that, so that's where your mindset was. So there wasn't a hyper focus like there was. My mindset was uh, my my mindset. If you want to be the truth, was this was it for me. Because we had 11 and 12, and then... You weren't writing those. What are they going to do after those? are Darren's. What are, they, what are we going to do after that? Yeah. We're going to wait to see what David Sten brings in. We're going to wait to see, you know, and then all of a sudden a war breaks out. The, the Iraq war. And what yeah. are they going to do with us? So yeah. It, it had changed. But you're asking me right at this point, I was not really... I mean, I was involved with the other. Don't get me wrong. There were notes. There was part of it. I'm part of the meeting in the... But we had made an agreement that that I um, that we were doing this in more a a in, with, with teamwork. You do this uh, this group, they do this one, they do that one. That's right. how it was wanted, and I and when that was decided, and I remember that quite well. Um, <laughs> you know, because Paul had just started, and and I'm being told of what the new situation is going to be, and I'm not saying a word. <laughs> just listening i'm not even looking at anybody i'm just okay this is what i gotta do and what uh i the confidence that had to be found and was found was that that karen and i will write them under the table and then they'll have to deal with us mm. so karen and i wrote them under the table and then they had to deal with us yeah <laughs> and i'm not talking about darren and i'm not talking no. about Dave. i'm talking about the you know the spelling company and the sure network. Yeah. You, if you, you know, if we do our best jobs as scriptwriters, and really deliver something good, what are you going to do then? 
Mm -hmm. and, and I remember David Stenner, and he was not a buddy, and he'd be the first to admit it, that I remember when, when he saw the rough cut of, of um, uh, the, um, the general art of listening. It was like this, that was, you know, it, it, we, we, it was going to be, oh, my gosh, that one worked, didn't it? And then mm -hmm. having the next one come. And really, the other was because it was also, it was about romance and romance being more the social issue. So we had that was a real social issue driven. In this. And by the way, the notion of doing the episode came from Dan McDermott. He was my network executive. He, mm. he, went, through the, he went through the new yearbook for the guys he worked for, the ones I've been arguing, and he's now been part of the team. And he looked for it. He said, this story seems kind of, this area seemed kind of interesting. That's mm. all he had to say to me. And then we could work together. And that's, that's it was creatively the kind of network relationship you want. Mm -hmm. is that you that they're going to give you a springboard for ideas and they're going to let you as the creative team kind of come to terms with those ideas sure last thing too here is uh we see david and kelly have a little dance moment and this is the start of david's crush on kelly which eventually becomes his sister but i mean which which is so great this is so great to see the early David and Kelly sort of, he's really into her and he's speaking oh, about he, he her. But, but no, I think even, you know, those first ones, that was something that, that really we, we take from the pilot. Yes. That was where they're in the pilot. Sure, Kelly sure, 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 sure. Yeah. His, you know, he was, he was, but they have this little dance moment here in this episode at right, the party. Right, because you saved me from Steve. Yeah. Exactly. And right. Dylan isn't really part of the equation. He, he's, right. He's off over here still he's not really integrated into the group yeah he's the he's the wild boy so what now what were the do you remember what the ratings did we did you ever find out what the ratings were for this episode do we know what that information is or we do not know it's okay if we don't uh i didn't <laughs> how did it do that i would have thought that my producer <laughs> prepared that but anyway uh we uh we were not good. No, we no, were, it was, was not good. This was, this was we were we were in the bottom. You know, we were in the bottom five for a long time, and I don't remember us getting out of that until uh, post uh, war, mm. when they went back in the critics, and all of a sudden we were up lots of points. We were up thirty, and it, and it just kept going up. It would go up ten, fifteen spots a week. We were when? we were the we before America. Before we were the talk of the team press and everything else, we were the talk of the industry that spring. Mm -hmm. yeah. they, they, they did a special thing. They'd always do a thing with the at the uh, Hollywood Radio and TV Society. It was a big deal lunch, and they would uh, get together at the end, and they would put together, you know, like what were the people, um, you know, who were there, you know, for the new year and coming in. The who's the core of the business? And both Darren and I were on that stage, so. Mm. We 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 had made a huge jump very quickly. You yeah. Know, the, the network, the the, the Brandon Tartikoff and and, um, and and Ted Harbert guys who were really network executives. This this show is rising, whether Fox knows what they're doing with it or not. Mm. And, uh, Interesting. When does David the interloper network? You know. Sure. Were, yeah. When does David Sten leave the equation? David Sten turned in a draft of what later became East Side Story. Maybe that was the title he had to. I can't remember what that specific. And as he turned it in, he resigned. 
So that was we and that was that. Filming, we were filming um, probably just going in either ending prep or 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 filming you know one man and a baby. It was a real tight thing. Mm. We were going into uh, because slumber party was what we we were shooting over Christmas. Mm-hmm. But you know, so yeah. it, it was right the time. So that's that must it. have been shocking. What are the three? Um, no, the- no, David, and I don't think it's wrong to say this. He beat me to the punch. I would have fired him right then. But we, we, in the same way that later on, someone else was given their freedom to say that they had left the show. Um, that's how the spelling company operated, and that was fine with me. There was no reason for me to make him feel bad, but we were not meshing. And Got it. the version that he turned in was not where the show was going. Got it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right. Well, this has been great covering BYOB. I think we got into all the stuff here. I mean, the- yes. Hey, we, yes. Well, we didn't get into what's your name with the gloves. No, we didn't. Well, let me ask you about that because there is some interesting choices fashion wise. This is before Diane Kennedy. And there is a woman with. You these- can see the difference. There it is. <laughs> Purple gloves. Yeah. Yeah. From someone. And whoever this extra was, it was like, am I going to. Dance, drink, dance with you, drink with you, go into a bedroom with you, or just eat you up right now and cut <laughs> you up with a knife and fork. This was not this most inviting, no. like, you know, like, oh, you want to be wonderful. It was like, no, this is a scary moment. <laughs> what TV show am I watching here? I mean, it was not, it was not the, um, it was not the look that I remember when you'd go to parties and hoping to be a girl across the room. Would be Definitely not. No. This was not that look. <laughs> no. Bad choice there for yeah. her. All right. Well, this has been great, man. Uh, we'll, we're going to keep covering episodes and deep diving into things. But yeah, that's this- what you got getting from me. From, so, uh, and it's fun for me to do it. So I hope you guys uh, like it. And if you don't, uh, uh, tell oh, well. me which episode you want to do. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll, we'll dig that one out. And yes. We're going to do some of the clunkers. Too. We have to do them. That's you know which one? I would that's love, all that's left us here. What I would love for us to cover is this episode with Larry. Because I think I don't know if Larry was there though. The the horsewoman. We have to cover the, where Dylan meets the woman with the. He wasn't there, but he can he can comment. He can comment on it, maybe. Yeah, it's it's well, such a. You should make friends. You should get back with Kenny Miller, and then we should get him and talk about that too. Oof, boy, that's a, that's a, maybe we could find the horsewoman, maybe. <laughs> Well, a lot of them are, yes, they're working actresses. Yeah. All right. This has been All great, right. man. Good seeing Thank you. And I'll right. see you tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Baseball. All right. Well, yeah, but don't go yet. Don't go. Okay.